John Leonard and his brother Paul have just been on a golf tour in Europe. Going to watch the British Golf Open, which is the 150th Golf Open at St Andrews. Plus we're going to play some golf at some pretty good Scottish golf courses. But their golf clubs went on a completely separate tour. Our normal bags were the first off the lot, off the carousel. They said, oh, this, this is encouraging. But then we waited, and we waited, and we waited. And then we, there was only about ten of us left around the, hanging around the carousel. Our golf bags hadn't arrived. The bags were still in Frankfurt. When we got on the plane at Frankfurt, we were sitting on the plane, and uh, the pilot came across the thing and said, we're, we're in line, we're third in line with the baggage handlers. They didn't have enough baggage handlers. So in other words, there was a rostered baggage handler crew who were going from plane to plane to plane. The clubs did eventually get to Edinburgh, where they remained in the airport. And this guy, he was like, he was the manager, and he just didn't want to have a bar of anything. It's quite frustrating. Basically, he said, listen, your bags are here, but there's probably up to a 1,000 bags in this place, and we don't have the staff for you to go and ID the bags and pick them out. So we just left it that and waited for uh, more communication from the airline. And we heard stories of people going there at night you know, like after everybody is finished, and, and going to the warehouse bit and bribing the security to go and grab their bags and, and like paying like 100, 200 pounds to security to go and get their bags. We thought about it, we thought, oh no, this, this is on the border of being not kosher. So we, we decided against it and um, we just we were resigned to the fact that we probably might not see them again. They did see them again after they got back home to Auckland, delivered to John's workplace on his birthday. But what a saga. These are not just first world problems, they're whole world problems. Tonight, turbulence before takeoff as travellers across the world start to notice that summer travel this year comes with some baggage. And lots of it. Images like this in London's Heathrow Airport showing the piles upon piles of lost luggage. I figured, all right, I'll have my luggage back in a day or two. But Susan Golden and her husband Gary are going on two weeks. Their bags with AirTag tracking devices sit with hundreds of others at Paris's Charles de Gaulle Airport. Travel experts say the meltdown is due to staff shortages coupled with more people traveling this summer after being pent up during the COVID-19 pandemic. They just don't have the staff, whether that's pilots, flight attendants, Baggage handlers, baggage handlers, sky caps, wheelchair tenants, plane cleaners, folks providing food. A lot of staff laid off early in the pandemic never came back. Hiring is happening, but in a complex industry, staffing up takes time. I'm Alexia Russell, and today on The Detail, Lost Luggage. As the world opens up again, tales of missing bags and the frustration involved trying to track them down are becoming legendary. This from writer and journalist David Cohen in an opinion piece in the ODT. The sector is in crisis as it copes with, on the one hand, this tsunami of pent-up customer demand, and on the other, severe labour shortages brought on in part by the industry's colossally stupid decision to axe millions of jobs during the darkest of the pandemic months. There is a definite problem at the moment with the amount of bags that are not arriving in New Zealand. As far as we can tell from a union point of view, uh, the problems are not occurring at Auckland Airport, for example, but they're occurring at overseas airports. 
This is Savage, the head of aviation for the Air 2 union. Anecdotally, what I've been told is that one company at one point, one of the ground handling companies at one point, had around 900 bags that they were trying to reunite with their passengers. And so that's become a common problem at the moment. Mistakes overseas, bags arriving after the passengers, and then a build-up of bags at the airport as they then try and uh, track down the passengers and, and reunite them with their bags. And, I mean, all this happens as we are racing back into international travel. Are those two things connected? Yeah, definitely. There is a a combination of factors that have caused all of these baggage problems, and it is related primarily to the the pandemic and the shutdown of aviation and then the resulting labour market problems that are occurring as aviation starts to rebuild. So basically everyone was fired when everyone was grounded and they're not trickling back fast enough. Yeah, there's a real recruitment problem at the moment in the industry that there are three ground handling companies at Auckland Airport and those three ground handling companies are all experiencing problems with recruiting enough people fast enough in order to fill the demand that is occurring now that airlines are returning and that air travel is returning at a much faster pace than was expected. Is it just baggage handlers or are we talking across the board? No, there's problems throughout the industry. There's, there's no actual position called a baggage handler per se. It's part of a larger role that is usually referred to as a loader or a ground support officer. These are the people that work on the ramp and back of house to service the aeroplanes when they come in. So there's a shortage of what we would describe as, or what the public might describe as baggage handlers or as loaders, uh, check-in staff, cabin crew, a number of jobs where there are a shortage of uh, skilled workers. And is it suffering the same fate as a lot of other industries in the country at the moment, that there just really aren't enough people to fill them? You know, the, the unemployment rate's so low. Yeah, there's a couple of factors. So one of them is just sickness levels are much higher. So the employees that these ground handling companies or airlines have, less of them are coming to work because they are having to isolate or they are sick and they're having trouble recruiting, in particular because the wages in the aviation industry had been pushed down and driven down by competition prior to COVID. And now after the uh, industry is starting to recover or after COVID, the industry is not paying enough money to get the workers that they need. Other industries that are far more profitable and who didn't lose money during the pandemic are luring these workers away with decent jobs and better pay. So the aviation employers are having to increase their pay rates in order to try and attract people. They're finding that harder and harder to do. Uh, And in particular, they have a a barrier to employment because you can't just take someone off the street and stick them on a baggage belt. They have to go through quite stringent safety and security training and clearance in order to be an airport worker because you're working at the border. One of the other things that we're seeing is that there is a, a longer wait time to get your airport identity card because AVSEC has got a a larger backlog of applicants because of the amount of hiring that's going on at the moment and presumably also sickness levels and the ability to find skilled staff at aviation security. So just every part of the system is under pressure Mm. and that has a flow-on effect. And for customers, that results in um, delayed and disrupted travel and, and lost and missing bags. Are your guys who were laid off during the pandemic, are they all coming back? No. A lot of people lost their jobs during the redundancies. The new restrictions at the border took effect last night. By this morning, the first major economic impact landed, and it's hit Air New Zealand hard. As many as 3,750 staff could lose their jobs, and it won't be a short-term measure. 
Air New Zealand is likely to reduce its workforce by 30% as the effects of COVID-19 take their toll on the aviation industry. This could mean up to 3,500 employees potentially may lose their jobs. It's being described as the biggest downturn in world aviation since the Second World War. Uh, Some of them have come back and some of them will probably never come back to aviation because they've already found other better paying jobs elsewhere. There used to be a queue of people waiting to join these companies and there is not a queue of people right now. It is really hard for them to recruit and the the whole industry is being affected by, by these pressures. There's just a major shortage. I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a recent flight uh, from Hawaii. Hawaiian Airlines arrived in Auckland. Only one person was available to unload every single bag off that 787 and put it on the baggage belt for the customers to pick up their bags. There were a couple of bags missing on that flight, uh, which is uh, low compared to some of the stories we've been hearing. But you can appreciate how many bags, um, 30 kilogram bags, come off a Hawaiian Airlines flight and you've only got one person unloading that plane when there should be four of them at least. Uh, And we're hearing the same stories everywhere. Uh, You know, should be 18 workers, only eight. And uh, that's causing a lot of delays in terms of the actual loading and unloading of baggage. Uh, The issue of lost baggage is occurring predominantly overseas, and then that's causing problems for people returning to New Zealand. And what is the danger, too, that that one person or or those eight out of 18 are becoming so overworked and stressed that they leave as well? Yes, exactly. And that worker who unloaded the entire aircraft by himself has since left that ground handler and moved to another job at the airport where he's got better pay and uh, a more stable roster. He was a very skilled worker and had been with that company for a number of years. But at a certain point, uh, you've got to look after yourself and go and get a better job. You can't be unloading a plane all by yourself. So that's the other issue that we're seeing is people who have worked at the airport for quite a long time uh, starting to leave. That's partly because of the pay rates. But also the volatility of the aviation industry means that a lot of people are avoiding aviation because they don't see it as a reliable industry. So there's a reluctance to get into aviation work. Prior to the pandemic, there were a queue of people that... Uh, Uh, ground handlers could pick and choose from and they could try and take the best people. So their pay rates had been driven down by competition. They were keeping those pay rates low because they had an excess of labour workers coming in the door. Now that there's a shortage, they're having to uh, drastically change the way that they employ people and create much better jobs than they had before. But that's hard to do if if you're in debt and you're not making as much money as you'd like to make. What are the pay rates? So the pay rates for... Uh, uh, and we're talking, so loaders, the, the job of a baggage handler is really uh, what is called a loader. And a loader it starts off doing baggage handling, passenger guidance, putting the stairs on a plane, etc. And then they build up through a progression of skills and experience to doing much more complex work in terms of loading the aircraft and putting equipment in and out of the aircraft. Now, the starting rates could be um, f- from minimum wage um, right up to about $30 an hour in terms of your base pay. Um, but the starting rates will predominantly be around uh, 22 to $23 an hour in that range. And then someone more experienced who's been there four or five years, uh, depending on uh, other allowances or other work that they might get on top of their base rate, they might be getting around uh, you know 28 to $30 an hour eventually. But the starting rate is, is uh, minimum wage or uh, a little bit higher than minimum wage. We've been talking to the to the airline and the ground handling companies about the need to 
uh, increase the wages for people that are working at the airport because it was really unsustainable for those workers and they weren't working in good conditions. So that conversation has become very pointed now. And finally, the airlines and the ground handling companies are starting to see the effects of low wages. And so the only way to really fix that is to make a better job proposition. So we're making it clear to them that if they want to recruit, and we're, we're happy to help them recruit, they do have to address the paying conditions, not just the low pay rates, but also the, the rosters and hours of work that are offered to people because uh, aviation work is, is shift work. It occurs at all kinds of the day and night. And workers really need to have a stable roster and a stable work-life balance in order to make it worth their while. Um, so the ground handling companies are competing with each other for a pool and a demographic of workers that are largely based in South Auckland or close to the airport because people in Auckland aren't going to drive all the way across Auckland to work at the airport. So not only are they competing for workers in Auckland, but they're competing for the same workers living close to the airport. Today, Delta Airlines flew a plane from London to the U.S. with no passengers. Instead, packed with over a thousand pieces of stranded luggage. The latest headache for travelers who for weeks have been forced to wait in long lines and delayed or canceled flights. We got off the plane, we headed over towards here, and it was gone. If you are planning to head to the airport this week, you might want to pack light because travel experts are now recommending you avoid checking your bags. Right now, a shortage of airline workers is causing a massive backup with luggage. In some cases, workers can't move luggage fast enough, stranding it in the original airport. The biggest issues have been for Americans returning from their European vacations. Now several airports in Europe are asking airlines to limit ticket sales to keep flights smaller. So it's not just your missing bag, is it? People are finding out when they try and inquire where their bag is or who they talk to about keeping track of it or, or getting a callback. They don't seem to be able to find anyone to talk to. Is this all part of the same issue? Yeah, definitely part of the same issue. So um, each of the ground handling companies have uh, loaders or baggage handlers, as we might refer to them, but they also have baggage tracing specialists. And those baggage tracing specialists are the people who deal with the lost and damaged baggage and try and reunite people with their bags and sort out all the problems that could occur with baggage. Now, the same problems are occurring so that there is a, a shortage of skilled staff and experienced staff and there is higher sick levels at the moment. Here's John Leonard again. There was actually nobody there. There was nobody there to sort of like point us in the right direction. There wasn't a baggage, like a special baggage claims area. And then we walked out into the sort of like the main foyer of the airport and there was nothing. There was nobody there to assist us or anything like this. A corresponding factor that's happening is that there is a shortage of call centre workers um, in the aviation industry. So it's harder to get through on the phone, harder to get someone to answer your email. It was, it was quite frustrating dealing with, with the airlines when you're trying to track down stuff because you always feel like you're, you're talking to a, to a bot or they just don't want to talk to you at all. So you know, the 0800 numbers, you just can't talk to people. In your emails, you don't get any answers. And I just put it down too because they just couldn't handle it. In fact, Edinburgh Airport closed down their point of contact because they were getting abused so much. And then when you do get through to someone, if you're dealing with an experienced baggage tracing worker, 
that person knows all the ins and outs of where to look and where to find things and all of the different rules and regulations around it. If you're getting a new person, it stands to reason that it's going to take a bit longer for that person to sort out your problem for you. So we can understand people's frustration, uh, but it's largely, as we can, as we understand it, it's largely being created overseas in terms of lost luggage. It's not necessarily a problem that's being created in Auckland for people heading out of New Zealand. It's for the people coming back to New Zealand and discovering that their bags were not on the same flight. Recently, we heard that there was one flight where there were 30 bags missing from that flight, just on one flight from Australia. Gosh, it um, it doesn't really give you much confidence in terms of packing up your bag and, and taking off. I mean, at what stage do you think it puts people off flying? That's a good question. I think the desire to travel is strong at the moment and people will find a way to travel. One of the things that uh, is being reported overseas, and we haven't heard that recently here in New Zealand, but one thing that's being reported overseas that we've heard of is that people are trying to take their bags on board the plane because they're worried that the bag will go missing if it goes in the hold of the aircraft. So you get a situation where the check-in staff and the gate agents and the cabin crew are having to deal with passengers who are trying to take oversized bags and heavy bags on board the plane. Um, So that's a flow-on effect of worried passengers who don't want to be um, separated from their bags. Yes, it's not exactly going to help attract staff, is it, when you know very well that you're going to bear the brunt of a lot of frustrated travellers? Yeah, I think that's a, a um, there's an unfortunate cycle that occurs where there's not enough people to fill the positions. That puts more pressure on the people who are already in those positions, and then those people are more likely to become sick and fatigue or more likely to leave the industry. And so you get a downward spiral occurring. Mm. Uh, now, it, it's estimated that this will this problem will probably be fixed next year sometime, but certainly there's a shortage expected over the New Zealand summer, what is called the northern winter, when the majority of tourists will start to arrive uh, into New Zealand for the summertime. And that's when the shortage is going to be at at its most extreme because airlines are looking ahead at their schedules. They're looking ahead at passenger numbers and they can predict from the passenger numbers and the flight schedules how many staff they will need on the ground. And they're realising we don't have enough people. We won't have enough people to service these aircraft fast enough. And so there is a risk Uh, that over those summer months, as people uh, turn up from overseas or as New Zealanders return, uh, that there will be increasing problems with shortage of staff. Well, the scenes that have become all too familiar, haven't they? Cancellations, delays and huge queues wreaking havoc at our airports as airlines struggle to meet our appetite for post-pandemic travel. This is happening all around the world. When COVID hit, Qantas axed, though, almost 2,000 of its ground staff, outsourcing the roles to third-party contractors. And they say it's contributing to the chaos you're experiencing now. There is far less of a problem with with luggage going missing than there used to be because of the technological changes that have occurred and the tightening up of security that has occurred. But what the pandemic has done is put so much strain on the aviation industry that people are starting to experience something that used to be a lot more common, which was the lost and missing bag. In the meantime, don't put anything expensive in your baggage, I guess, is the message. Yeah, travel light and make sure you've got really good insurance just in case. Uh, and, and just be patient with the airport workers. Um, I know it's really frustrating when you're traveling, uh, but don't take it out on the cabin crew and don't take it out on the ground staff. They're often working under quite pressured conditions. So get there early, be patient, make sure you mark up all your baggage properly. And, and if, if you get there nice and early, you've probably got less chance of something going wrong.
maybe another year of domestic travel might be the go. Yeah, uh, maybe that's the answer. Don't go overseas. Just <laughs> stay in New Zealand and <laughs> uh, and enjoy the New Zealand summer instead of heading overseas. It's a mystery, though, isn't it? You always think to yourself, where did this bag go? Why? Uh-huh. I mean, if your bag is delayed, at least you know the bag was delayed and it's coming and it'll just arrive a day late or two days late. But when your bag completely goes missing, that's the that's the most frustrating and mysterious thing. Surely someone knows what happened to that bag. If it got tagged and it's got a barcode on it, surely someone can track it down somewhere. What if you put a little GPS thing in it? You can get those now, can't you? Yeah, well, that's the way of the future is for bags to be tagged electronically so that uh, you can have an app on your phone and you know exactly where your bag is. Uh, and I think there will be some technological fixes that will help people locate their own baggage and make sure that they can keep an eye on what's going on with their bags and uh, there'll be some peace of mind that comes from that kind of GPS tracking of baggage. It might not be anywhere near you but at least you do know where in the world it is. (laughs) Yeah, at least you know which airport to call I suppose. As for John Leonard, he now realises that he should have listened to his wife Alison before he left. In her considered opinion, she thought that I shouldn't take my golf clubs and just tie them over there, which on reflection was probably uh, a valid point because we came to the opinion that uh, that the golf bags would have been a bit of a hindrance. So, um, yes, yes, Alison, I should have listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying that. No, Alison, you're right. That's it for today. I'm Alexia Russell. The detail is public interest journalism funded through NZ On Air and produced by Newsroom for RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. Today's episode was engineered by William Saunders and produced by Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Savage and John Leonard. Has anyone seen my bag? Safe travels.